being told what to do and when to do it, and finding little ways to exert his own bit of control. But rules were rules, and he'd seen too much to let them be bent. Breathe. Jane opened the driver's door and handed across his coffee. You okay? Fine. Something crossed her face at his tone. She climbed behind the wheel, then nodded at the phone in his lap. No response from Mia Mouse? Last time I called her that, she said, I'm fourteen, not four, Alex said. Jane angled her cup towards him in salute. The joys of parenthood. Yours were teens once, he said, feeling better now they'd changed the subject. How do you survive? It's like being a patient in a major trauma. Some of it you blank out, the rest of the time you take drugs. She sipped her coffee, and you're in rehab for a long time afterwards. That good, Alex said. Perhaps I should have another. Thirty-five, Control said. Damn, Jane said. Alex grabbed the microphone as adrenaline thumped into his bloodstream again. Thirty-five's on Glebe Point Road. Not the screamers, please. Got an MVA for you, Control said. Car into a pole on Wattle Street, Ultimo, outside the park, opposite the school. Cross is quarry. Person still in vehicle? Query code nine. Thirty-five's on the case, Alex said. Damn, Jane said again. She dug a cardboard tray out of the centre console and tucked their cups into it while Alex clipped in his seatbelt, trying to calm his heart. Jane started the engine and hit the lights and siren and pulled out into the traffic. Cars lumbered out of their way, and the sun shone silver on the wet road. When we get there, let me know if you want me to treat, she said. He gave a terse nod. I'm guessing Mia's probably at a friend's. Yeah, she said after a moment, with a sideways glance. Probably. My kids were always doing that, nicking off somewhere after school and saying they forgot to let me know. You'd think the bollocking I gave them would make them remember next time, but it never did. He tuned her out as he pulled gloves onto his already clammy hands. Roads got slippery after rain. Skid, bounce up the curb and into a signpost. Minor damage, drivers freaked out and not got out of the car yet. The way the call-taker's computer system worked, they had to ask if the person was still in the vehicle, and if the answer was yes, it automatically came through to the controller as a query trapped. Better safe than sorry, but it meant most code nines were fixed by merely opening a door. That's all it would be this time. We laugh about it now, of course, Jane said, dog-legging through to Bay Street and popping out halfway along Wattle. I tell them, wait until you have kids of your own, because then... Alex looked left and saw the accident, a silver late-model Mitsubishi sedan head-on into a power pole. Cars had stopped behind it, and a couple of people stood by the driver's closed door. The power lines were intact. Nothing was on fire. The people by the vehicle looked concerned, but weren't panicking. It's okay. Jane pulled up next to the car. 
Alex saw a thirty-ish man in a business shirt in the driver's seat, his hands white on the wheel, his forehead pressed to its top. There were no passengers. He in one piece, Jane said. As far as I can tell. Alex picked up the microphone. Thirty-fives on scene. We'll report shortly. Thanks, thirty-five, Control said. Alex grabbed the Viva out of the back and went to the driver's door. The window was up, the lock buttoned down. He tapped on the glass, but the man gave no indication that he'd heard. His shoulders shook as if he was crying. Alex checked the back door, but it too was locked, as were both doors on the passenger side. He started as a truck crunched its gears on the road behind him and covered it up by turning to the four bystanders. Has he been like this the whole time? First, he was looking round or panicky, a woman in her late teens.